Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. My phone's blowing up now with people who have been listening to the show. And uh, they heard your game plan, Stephen, for the moose. For people who just tuned in, uh, Anna was talking about a moose that's seven feet tall and uh, 1,600 pounds that was chasing a skier down a hill. Stephen said his plan would be, uh, I said, grizzly bear or moose. He said if he encountered a grizzly bear, he would try to poke it in the eye. Um, Stephen, I don't think the bear is going to even notice that. It's a bad plan. I poke really hard. I want you to abandon that plan right now. Okay. Okay? Think of something else. Poking a bear in the eye is not going to stop the bear. My plan is not to go out in the wild. That's that's my plan. You've just told me you really don't want to be poked in the eye. (laughs) That's all I've learned from that. Bruce Barnum, the Portland State football coach, man of the world. He is an outdoorsman. I'm going to run this by Bruce Barnum. Bruce Barnum... You are being chased by a moose or a grizzly bear. Which one terrifies you more? Well, you know, back in the day when I was your age, uh, John, and the age of all the people driving home right now, that I-5 North, taking them an hour and a half, I thought it was a grizzly bear. But we used to go to Jellystone often um, uh, during the summers. We'd, you know, hike, and we'd go into Grieve Lake and go fishing, yada, yada. And the you know you talk to the rangers, uh, and they said a moose is is the most dangerous animal in the park. I'm like what? Wow. And then you see one, you know, you see one, and the the back of it, you know, looks like eight feet up in there, and you're like okay. So you know I I, I learned quick. Uh, don't ever because a little moose, whatever they're called, the meese, they want to come you know hang out, you know. Uh, don't get around a little moose. So, anyway, uh, Moose, that would be my fear after seeing him. But neither, right. though. All right, yeah, no, I'm neither. Like, not like Judah, though. You don't poke in the eye. Come on, Judah. No. It, it, and give me an idea, though. You, do you have a game plan? Let's start with the Moose. You encounter a Moose. Is it kind of just slowly get out of the way? Don't, you know, don't make any sudden movements? Kind of distance yourself? Or what's your plan? Oh, well, I always thought, because they're usually in either marsh or trees, you know, I always thought, get to a tree and play the, you know, the game with it that you used to play a little, as a little yeah. kid. Stay on the opposite side of the tree, you know. 100%. Um, other than that, no trees, trip Judah, you know, and <laughs> and you got a shot. Because yeah, they'll be there flailing, trying to poke in the eye, and I'll be running. How about the bear con- conundrum? Because I think it's brown bear, brown get down. Uh, black bear, black attack, right? You got to defend yourself. What do you, how do you know really? if it's brown? You and, yeah. We're, we're going to remember that in the heat of the battle. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Come on. No way in hell. Hey, l- let me look at you real quick. Time out. Okay. Looks kind of blackish. Let me Google you. Uh, you know, you're a brown bear. I'm going to run like a son of a gun, but no, yeah. I don't know. You know, uh, I was near one once, uh, walking in a berry thing. You know, the berry bushes were so thick, we couldn't hear, and all of a sudden, uh, a bear's head came up. He was black, you know, and I didn't think of any of your little chants you just said. Yeah. Um, I just said, I got to get my ass back to that car now. I froze, you know, because in the movies, it freeze. I froze, but I don't know if it was out of straight fear 
but noticing my pants weren't wet, I, I, I guessed it wasn't, and I just walked back to the car. Yeah. I have two fears. You have you buried? Two fears in that situation. One is if we're by water and the bear is wet, how do I know if it's brown or black? It's wet, and that's my first right. fear. The second one is seeing, like, baby bears. But all of a sudden you realize you got baby bears around you, and you know mama's not far away. Right, right. And your first reaction, oh, you know, cute little baby bear, let me pet you here, let me hold you, and all of a sudden you're lunch, you know. Bruce Barnum with us, outdoorsman. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> the guys that you signed today. We had one on the show. We brought Crew Newman on. I think that's a huge pickup. Great player. He's a winner. Uh, are you looking for guys who have had success and not just are good players, but guys who, who can bring some culture, winning culture to your program? No doubt. No doubt. Um, if you have two, one that has, you know, is from a slower program or not as many wins compared to a, a championship program. And actually you can see our, uh, what we've done, what we're trying to do. Um, yeah. They already know how to win. They expect to win. Um, you're halfway there as far as the mental side. And you said it, you know, looking at – I didn't. you had him on – Judas said you had him on the radio. Yeah, we had him on the That's hour cool. number one. He was fantastic. He was mature. You I, tell, you know, this is no big deal to him. Well, you said it. He's a leader. You said winner. And the, the kid's a leader, you know, and that's what you want in the room. That That's the position, you know. You have to have a special – you get a special kid at that position, a special young student athlete, um, it changes the game. You know, especially for the offense we run. Do what we ask you to do. You know, don't be a hero. <clears throat> but when you're in the red zone and you know you have to score or you have to move the chains on that third and whatever, uh, be smart enough to know when we need your feet and that type of thing. Those guys are magic. It looks like you benefited a little bit with the transfer portal and some of the chaos that was created by Nick Saban leaving. Saban leaves. Then, you know, Jed Fish goes to Washington because DeBoer goes to Alabama. And Brent Brennan leaves San Jose State to go to to go to Arizona, and you pick up uh, a wide receiver, Brandon Alvarez from San Jose State, and a linebacker, Jordan Allen from San Jose State. Um, are those guys you'd normally be in play for? It feels like you know you're getting guys that are Mountain West Conference players. Well, um, and a lot goes into those. Uh, it's connect, it's connection because we had a San Jose wide receiver the year before who. Loved what we were doing, had success, you know, uh, enjoyed Portland State University, enjoyed Portland, everything we were doing in the program. So that made it easier on those two. And, and linebacker was a, uh, one of our needs going in. Uh, so to get one of that caliber, because uh, I lost one. You know, I lost one to the portal. Um, I started Mike Linebacker, went to Washington State. So I'm like, all right, we have to replace that. And, uh, I mean, it was a. It was a trade we had to make, and I like how we came out in the end. So um, the portal, if they don't get – here's where I'm at with the portal because chasing those guys a little bit is chasing a dream. John, if they don't get NIL money, I have a shot, you know. But right now it's the money. I'm not uh, – we've talked about this. I'm not offering them NIL money. I'm offering them, you know, we feed you. That's where my extra money goes. Uh, but if you get NIL, I'm, I'm out of it unless they're, you know, chump change, you know, maybe a thousand bucks a month or something, but nobody, I, I doubt anybody's offering the portal guy that it's usually decent money. The 
the the level of high school recruits you're getting. We've talked about this before. Early signing period, you had a whole bunch of high school kids. You added some more here, including Crew Newman. And I know a Pac-12 coach who was looking hard at Crew Newman and just said, I don't have room for him in my quarterback room. He was kind of on the fringe. Would he get an offer? Would he not get an offer? You get a kid like that. It, this trickle-down, I think, is going to make the Big Sky a better conference. It is. Uh, it's also going to make us, in my opinion, uh, just looking ahead, not naive. We're toward AAA baseball, you know. We're the old Portland Beavers. Um, but, you know, I'm addressing it. I'm talking about it. I sat crew down um, when it was kind of crunch time. Am I going to wait for something big? Am I going to go with Barnum? Yada, yada. I said, listen, kid, uh, you get me to the playoffs, uh, I'll get you an NIL deal. I'll, I will search. Uh, I'm old, older than most. Uh, I said, I'll call everybody I know and, and send your film out. You know, it's become a little bit of a recruiting tool. You know, and he, looked, he was looking at me like, uh, 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 uh. I said, I'm serious. I'm not naive here. I, I said, come here. I said, I doubt you'll want to leave uh, because I'm going to take care of you. And, you know, we're going to win games. You're going to be loyal your teammates and that, but, you know, uh, the kids are chasing lottery tickets a little bit right now, so it's different. But you get a kid who was 38-2 and two as a starter and is the state player of the year, and, you know, he's six foot and he's a dual-threat guy. That seems to fit what you want to do on offense. To a perfection. To, to a T, not a perfection. It's, uh, again, we're getting it all across the board. We got crew, you know, in a normal year without uh, what the NCAA has become, we don't get that kid. Um, I got a safety, uh, John, that got a bunch of SEC soft offers as as, a, uh, as soon as he, his junior year. He's on my team now um, as a, you know, freshman we just signed. So we're getting a better caliber, um, but, uh, you're right. The conference, um, they're getting the same thing. Now, there's a couple, and we're watching. We're watching the signings. A couple of them are, you know, got more uh, transfers um, than others. But you know, that program is uh, probably has a little nil money, you know, to give a kid. So we're finding our niche. I like how we jumped into it last year. Uh, we found this niche and. I put together some class. Now we have to develop them, you know. Now we're going to develop them. We're working on that in the off season, and ready to go. Is there what happens to the kids that maybe used to fill out the bottom of your roster now? Because if there's a trickle down, you don't have room for those kids. Where are they going? Are they community college kids? Or are they D three NAIA? Where are they going? Great question. Um, because right now our phone's ringing off the hook. You know, coaches are mfing me. You know, what are you doing? This kid's a great player, best I've ever. I'm like, I don't have any room left. I'm done. Even our walk-on, we're taking them as uh, as preferred walk-ons or whatever you want to call it. You know, in the camp. But um, since the NIL and the portal open, uh, getting a full roster to 110. Uh, we struggled before the current NCAA. Now, uh, I've got – I'm at 110, and we're looking around going, okay, we can't take any more. You know, or we might have to ask this one to come in when school starts. Um, so where are they going? I don't know because junior college and 
this area in the northwest has taken a, a crushing blow a few moons ago. Um, Butte College, you know, um, Northern California has some that they're going to, um, and the central Washingtons of the world, the western Oregons of the world are probably getting a little better caliber student-athlete as well. You talked about needs. You needed a linebacker. You, what, what were the other needs that felt pressing to you in this uh, in this day, maybe, or in this cycle altogether? Offensive line and linebackers. As when we when initial, that's what we needed. And then I said, any stars, uh, we'll take for sure. And then we had some spots to fill. But then the portal hits you. I lost a wide receiver. He went to San Diego State. I lost a linebacker. He went to Washington State. Um, I've, I've got uh, two other um, guys in the portal right now. And here here's a, here's a part you don't hear about. I've got two guys in the portal right now um, that had played well. And they're sitting, they're sitting at home. They don't have anything. They've got a couple, you know, smaller school, partial offers. They don't have anywhere to go. Because if I'm talking to anybody right now in college football, any student athlete, if you are a wide receiver or a running back, think hard before you go into the portal. Because it is there's so many of them. I don't know the word. You're a word guy. It's uh, not swamped. It's uh, saturated, saturated, saturated. You know, ever you since I started your show. You got there. I started your show. I'm getting a little vocab. Yeah. See what happens? It's like Reader's Digest. You read the Reader's Digest, I, pretty soon you're using words you never heard before. My parents still send that to me. I finally said <laughs> I swear to God. I think they just pushed the renew for three years. I still get it. It's on the back of the toilet. It's still in plastic. Love it. Bruce Barnum is with us. Um, okay, so you're talking about like running backs, wide receivers. It's it's like fantasy league. I mean, it, if there's a saturation of at that position, what do they do? They get in the portal, then do they come crawling back? Is there a room for them to go back to their schools? Well, everybody deals with it differently. Here's how I deal with it. I have your listeners call in and say, Barnum's a dumbass or I like his rules. I, it has to be, two things have to happen, are going to happen. Number one, if you come back to me after going to the portal, because to me, they, you quit my team. We're not headed in the same direction. Mm. So, number one, it has to be 100% across the board. I have a team meeting and we vote. Um, back or not, is he going to help us win? It has to be 100%. Um, everybody votes them back. If they do that, I take them back, the student-athlete, but I do not return their scholarship. They pay their own way. That's my rule right now, right or wrong, I don't know. You know, but I had to come up with something. Why do you take the scholarship away just to, you know, you want them to think twice before that? Because they're essentially, they are, they're quitting on you, and they're putting you in a position where you got to go fill their position, so well, that's it, the biggest reason. I, I gave yeah. it away. Yeah. I, I'm full right now. I don't have any more uh, to give. I mean, I take that back. I'm. I have two more specialist players that we're on right now. Um, but other than that, I don't have any more. So I, I'm not going to save it for them. Hey, come back. I'll save this for you. Um, yeah. That that hurts me or my team. It just puts you in a really bad spot. How, all right. So how do you handle this? Because, you know, in the NFL on draft day, I've heard players say they pay attention to the draft because 
They're watching their NFL team basically pick the guy who's going to take their job someday. How do you right. handle the signees in managing your own roster, egos, insecurity? You bring in a QB that you know you, you know is a good player. Now suddenly your quarterback room is antsy. Do you do some preventative work ahead of time and talking with your guys about who you're signing, or do you just sign it and you say, hey, best player is going to play? Well, I, that is, I do address it. And if you don't, I think it can hurt you. I talk, we talk all the time. Listen, it's, it's our job. We are going to try to recruit better than everybody in this room. We have to keep climbing, number one. And then the new ones that come in, especially the, the if you get a portal guy, I don't know how other people started, but I had talked to him right away. I said, listen, you're going to have to walk in this place. You're going to have to fit in that locker room, whether you're a, a one-year you know, just coming for one season, two seasons, whoever you are, I don't care how good you are, where you're coming from, you are starting in the back of the line. I said, that's what it is. If you think you're going to come in and start, you know, don't. It's not going to happen. You're going to earn it, and you're going to enter that locker room with humility. Um, and you can tell, I mean, when we recruit them, and like I said, most of them uh, don't want to come here anyway because I don't have any money to give them. Um, but what ends up happening is I get the ones who got in the portal and they're kind of rut row raggy <laughs> and all of a sudden they just want to play football. So telling them that, uh, makes sense. And, um, they sign on the dotted line. Bruce Barnum, and my guys want to win. My guys on the team want to win. So if I'm bringing in, you know, you go and salmon fishing, you catch some mullets and you bring them in slap in a sucker fist. They're like, geez, coach, what are we doing here? Bruce Barnum, Portland State football coach, our guest. All right, final question. Um, transfer portal, should should it be, should it there be transparency? Should we get to know what players are getting when they get an NIL deal? What do you mean? How much they're getting? Yeah, how much? How much money you mean? Money or, um, you know, what's should there be, you know, should there be transparency, and in, in, not in the big sky maybe, but maybe in major college football? I don't know. First off, let's talk about the word transparency. That's another one I've learned since I met you and did this show. Transparency, I, I, I had no idea. I used to think scotch tape um, when I heard that, but just being open, right, just letting everybody know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, that's totally back words from what you asked. But <laughs> I don't. I know how much money's involved because Brody, my oldest, is involved at University yeah. of Louisville. He's actually raising money for it, and I hear the stories. I've heard the stories from uh, the Eugene School. Well, I can say it's going to be in Oregon, what they do and how it affects them. Number one, um, you would have to hire somebody to keep up with all the deals going on, I think. Yeah. Um, number two, I don't think you'll ever see transparency because I'm not sure how some of that money's getting there, John. How it's being reported, where it's coming from. You know, I'm not talking cartel, but I'm talking some <laughs> things that might be. Hey, we need this money now. I don't care if you have an LLC. Just give me, you know, five hundred thousand. Yeah. Help me right. out here. So, sure, it would be fun to know it because everybody'd be going, "Oh, wow!" You know, holy jumping catfish, he got that. You know, but I think it would, I don't think some teams want them to know because uh, if you and I are linebackers 
um, and we get a, a, a Gogurt, you know, every day, and some guy transfers in, and he's getting $50,000 a month, <laughs> you and I aren't going to be too happy. So I don't know if college coaches want the transparency. Roots. But I, I'm sure the fans do, you know. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you joining the show. Congrats on the class. Look like you got some players. Thank you for bringing it, yep. bringing on the show. Ready to go. Thanks for having the mighty crew too. Give the kids some puppies. Yeah. Hopefully see him on a Saturday. Why not? Let's see. But let's first, get it let's going. see him at your camp. First, let's get his ass yeah. BFT camp. Yeah. Let's see if he. Uh, let's see what he's got in the summer. Then we'll know. All right, right. coach. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. There's Bruce Barnum. Leave it here. Well, what did we learn today? I always think about that at the end of the day. What did I learn today? Uh, what did I get out of this uh, this uh, 24-hour period? Well, what we learned on today's show, uh, certainly if you buy a movie theater ticket and you have an assigned seat, stay in your damn seat. Um, we learned that on today's show. Uh, uh, let's go backwards. Bruce Barnum in the 5 o'clock hour talked about uh, the, the caliber of player that he's getting in the Big Sky Conference. He knows that Montana, Montana State, UC Davis, Sac State, Weber State, they're getting better players too. But I think it's going to be really interesting to see if the Big Sky Conference and conferences like that do in fact turn into sort of the feeder system for major college football. Is that level of football, bear with me here, going to become college football like we used to know it? Meaning... We know the players aren't getting huge NIL deals. We know that they're hungry. They're playing because they love the game, and they're, they're trying to better themselves and get to the next level. Isn't that what college football used to be? I'm just throwing that out there. I wrote a little bit last this last uh, year or so about the big sky and how maybe it's one of the last places you can go where it's not about the portal, it's not about NIL, it's about players, young people trying to better themselves. And in that way, those of you out there that love minor league baseball, love the developmental system that college athletics used to be, maybe you find a little sweet spot in a conference like the Big Sky. Just throwing that out there. In hour two today, we did talk about the Super Bowl quite a bit. And Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, like it or not, they're going to be at the center of the debate on Sunday. Mahomes going for a second straight Super Bowl championship and a bit of legacy. Purdy and the Niners just trying to get a win in this era where they have sniffed around the NFC championship game, got to the Super Bowl. Purdy didn't get there, but his team got there before him. Now they're back. They're in the big game. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I have the answer for this game because I don't. Every time I go to handicap it, I look at it and I say, this is a one-score game. And Patrick Mahomes scares the daylights out of me in a one-score game if I'm the 49ers. So if I'm San Francisco, you gotta you got to make sure you have the ball at the end of the game and give yourself a chance to win the game. Because if you give it to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for that final possession, you are uh, putting your fate in the hands of a player that has uh, knocked a whole bunch of other players out of the playoffs this year. In our one... We talked to Crew Newman, Central Catholic High School quarterback. Really good interview. I love bringing high school players on this show. Granted, we've had some over the years that struggled to uh, construct their thoughts, or maybe they were nervous, or maybe they just hadn't done interviews. Crew Newman was not that guy. 
reminded me of Jackson Shellstad in the interview we did with Shellstad when he was at West Lynn High School about going off to Oregon, or Peyton Pritchard before him. Uh, very mature, could talk about it, um, uh, seemed excited, confident about what he's doing. Crew Newman is exactly the kind of player that like a signing day is made for. You know, a guy who's won at a high level in high school, said he has a chip on his shoulder, excited to see what that guy does next season as a freshman at Portland State. He's won everywhere he's gone. Can he continue to win at Portland State at the quarterback position? Grab a podcast of the show wherever you get a podcast. Uh, We break out the interviews for you, so if you want to hear Crew Newman, you want to hear Bruce Barnum, you can get those tomorrow on the show. P.J. Carlissimo will be joining us, among others. And by among others, I mean Dana Altman's coming on the show as well. So Oregon basketball coach P.J. Carlissimo will talk some Super Bowl and we'll lead you right into the weekend uh, as uh, we prepare for the Super Bowl. Now, Friday's show is going to be all about the Super Bowl and all about Vegas and all about talking about the nonsense that's going to go on in front of the Super Bowl and all that. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.